Alright, run it. Welcome to the Aka Minority Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jesus Shuttlesworth, a.k.a. Shawn Michaels, and she is the beautiful, always beautiful, Lady Godiva. Hello! <laughs> That's all elegant. Hello. How, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty fine. We actually have our sponsor today. Is that right? Let them know. Before we get to the topics that we have to talk about, I want to tell you about this show that this older woman I met told me to tell everybody out there listening about. Okay. It's called Blood and Oil. It comes on ABC on Sunday, I think 9 o'clock. This show sounds crazy. It's about this um, oil tycoon, and he does whatever to get what he wants. This man is sleeping with his son's girlfriend. Like, they're both sharing girlfriends. They don't even know, I guess. I want to watch one Like, it sounds creepy as hell. But basically, he gives no fucks about anybody. And she told me to check it out. And she was like, let the people on the podcast know about it because she'd be listening. So shout out to Susie. Susie, how you doing? My home. Hi, my Susie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she was telling us about that. So we're going to check it out. We might even add it to our... um. Save the Holidays playlist is sponsored by Starbucks again this year. How you doing? <laughs> For everybody that don't know about that, me and Kadir, we both, we both have blogs, and we do this holiday series. <clears throat> it brings you gift ideas, holidays playlists, and food, along with a lot of surprises that get you through the holiday season. It was a big success last year, and Starbucks decided to sponsor it again, so we're bringing it back this year for your enjoyment. Be sure to check out planetofthesandcoin.com and wordsbyladyg.com for more information and to get you through the holiday season. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get to this show. I know everybody want me to talk about it, and I tweeted, I tweeted it when it happened, but Ronda Rousey got that sweet chin music this weekend. Now, if you don't know, if you're listening, you don't know who Ronda Rousey is. Ronda Rousey is a UFC fighter. That was that was the champion before she was dethroned this weekend. Now, I'm not one to spread negativity in this way, but Ronda Rousey deserved to get her ass beat because this woman was going on talking about how she's going to beat this. I don't call women this. This is what she said. She's going to beat this bitch ass that, oh, preacher daughter, my ass, you cheap shot and bitch, all this. She's saying all this, just like talking so much smack, and she got in the ring. And before the match, she didn't need to touch gloves. So I was like, oh, okay, just, you got to get beat. Because at first, I was I was on the side. I was like, yeah, Ronda Rousey, cool. Was, I didn't know about the smack talking. But this was before I knew about smack talking. So when she get in the ring, she didn't even touch gloves to show that woman respect. I was like, okay, she got to get beat. Ronda Rousey got beat like a rag doll. Like if anybody had ever watched the Ronda Rousey fight, Ronda Rousey fights last about 30 seconds because she's just that dominant. So when it didn't go – when it went past that 30 seconds – Oh my God, she was frightened. She know what to do. Mind you, she didn't even get a hit on this girl. This girl, Holly, was a beast. She hit her with that punches, uppercuts. Ronda Rouse tried to go for that arm bar. She was like, nah, buddy, I'm getting out of that. She got out of the arm bar. She stood Ronda up. She came out that second round, Ronda bleeding going into the at the end of the first. She came in that second round. She danced on her. She hit her with that left. She hit her with that right. If you watch, if you watch wrestling, you know all about that sweet chin music, Shawn Michaels. She backhand kicked her. It was, oh my God. The she internet was, broke. She went Medea on her. <laughs> Man, shoot, Medea is an understatement. She would admit evil on this woman. Like, that's what you, like, I always quote the 48 laws of power, but you got to respect your opponent. Like, I don't care if you think you're the best in the world. You cannot wake up a sleeping giant because for all you know, this girl could have thought that you're better than her. And she could have thought that she can win in this ring. But because you choose 
to wake up with the sleeping giant and call her the B word. Talk about you gonna kick her ass. Talk about she ain't fucking with you. You the best ever. You gonna retire undefeated, and she's just in the way. You're talking all this mess for no reason. Like the other girl you fought, I was all for you talking shit because she was talking about your dad. Your dad committed suicide, and you took offense to that. So I, so I was on your side for that one. This woman said nothing about you. This woman just went to the match and she was ready to rumble, but you weren't ready to dance because you got your ass kicked, girl. That ass got kicked. Humble and now <laughs> it's like, oh, she got humbled. Like I seen a video from TMZ. She was like in the airport today and like uh -huh. she was hiding her face. Like she didn't even want to be seen. Like oh. she got beat so bad. She got beat so after she got beat so bad that they had to take her to the hospital after the match. And she also she couldn't even she couldn't even she didn't even know what she was like she just sat on the ground for a minute like after getting beat she just sat on the ground and she couldn't even shake hands after the fight i don't think she was going to but she wasn't even going to be able to do it that's how bad she got beat and then wow. so naturally when you get beat like that the internet is going to react the internet reacted in a way that it should have reacted you talk shit you get hit you get beat you can't talk shit and then lose like you can never talk shit and then lose so you have Floyd Money Mayweather, who's a notorious shit talker, a habitual woman beater. He comes to the defense of her saying, it's not cool what people doing. Well, Floyd Money Mayweather, I don't think it's cool you beat women, but here we are. I don't think it's cool you always flexing your money and talking about how you stunning on people, but here we are. Here we sit. Of course you would come out to defend a woman who talks just as much shit about about people <laughs> she talks so much shit she talks shit about you when come to find out she also dabbles in domestic abuse because she beats up her boyfriends and that was another thing that turned me off about her this week she was talking about her, her previous boyfriends i think it was two of them she beat up one of them she couldn't get the story straight one minute he was taking he she beat him up because he was taking new photos of her and then the next minute, oh, he was trying to block my path from leaving the movie theater or some stupid shit. So it's like, it caught up to you. It caught you. Because I'm all for riding on Floyd Mayweather, but you rode on Floyd Mayweather as if your, your past was clean. But my past is clean. I don't beat women. So I can talk about the habitual womanizer, woman beater that is Floyd Money Mayweather. And the people that cheer for him, y'all make me sick. Y'all are actually, y'all not condoning, y'all not condoning violence against women, but you damn near might as well be. Oh, Wanda Rousey can't beat Floyd. Look at the way she got beat. The fuck? Mm. Just sick. It was just, honestly, it was just, it was just, it's just sick to see yeah. him try to defend somebody as if we're wrong. Like, how, how can you be a woman beater? Mad at people on the internet for making fun of somebody getting knocked out. Yeah, like, how she must have some You get you not you got knocked out. So in this scenario, beating women is cool, but teasing somebody for getting knocked out is not in a sport. Man, get out of here with that, bro. Right. I'm surprised you can even read the comments. Oh, I went there. I went there. I went there. I went there. <laughs> <laughs> on another topic, can you um can you read the listeners the quote you posted a couple days ago? Oh, okay. Um <laughs> Okay, so I wrote this. Can I say why I wrote it first before I get into it or after? Yeah. Do it, do it however you want to. Okay. Okay. So um, it's really just my thoughts because you know how like the whole thing that happened in Paris um, and people were flipping out and they were changing their profile pic like immediately afterwards, you know, and then there were some other people that were um, were changing their pics to the Kenya flag as well, right? So it became like a battle between them. And, and I'm like, I'm just devastated for our human race because I just feel like, is this it? This this can't be life. Like, 
you guys are over here bumping heads over flags when they're really suffering over there. But um, anyways, this is what I wrote. Hypnotized eyes everywhere. Their frequencies have changed. Hearts only beating to the commander's vibrations. Sending messages to their brains. Riding solely on its radio waves. What happens to those like myself who've dodged this catastrophe? That's crazy. Like, is, I want you to read that because that pretty much sums it up. There's a lot of people, they are out here and they just want to be outraged to be outraged. Like, it's one thing to actually care about Paris. It's another thing to be doing it because you don't want to be seen like a social pariah. You're, you don't want to seem like you don't care by not speaking about it. You don't want to seem like you're heartless. Like you don't like a lot of y'all are doing this because you don't want to seem heartless. I didn't change mine because I care, but I also care about people that die every day. People die every day and this society doesn't care. So I'm not about to fake like, oh, we got to come together in unity for Paris. We talked about this yeah. in another podcast. We need to come together for something other than death. Yeah. Yeah, like, definitely. Like, if that's the only reason you're coming together for Paris, then you're part of the problem. Me and Lady Godiva, we teach love every day. We get out and we talk to teachers. We talk to students. We talk to kids. And we just try to preach love. We try to catch it at the earliest age. My, I have a theory about life. I have a theory. The older people, they're gone. Like, they're lost. They're lost. They're lost. I'm about to say lost in the sauce. Shot the Zola. They're lost in the sauce. But it's too late to catch them. Because those ways they have are already embedded in their mind. So it's up to you, us to teach the youth to love each other. Because if we teach the youth to love each other, then this hate that people try to bring into the society would not even happen because it would be so weird. Yeah, and, and, and you know something else? Like the, um, the way I could, the best way I can relate these Facebookers and like all these other social network freaks is... Um, like when pe you know people try to use the Bi scriptures out of the Bible as a weapon to you know hurt somebody or pierce somebody in the heart, you know um, that's the best way I can relate it to. It's just they're they're going back and forth on statuses. What what has society? Oh my god! I can't even bring the words out to say how crazy this is. I like, is, anybody even, is anybody even praying for anybody or are they just taking the phone? Because people didn't people didn't know about Kenya till people started crying about Paris because they're saying something about Kenya. The Kenya thing happened earlier in the month. So that means you didn't care about it then. They didn't care about it now and you're not going to care about it. It's stop stop using the death of others to put down the cause that other people are fighting for. I don't think nobody should be praying for Paris. I think you all should be going out in teaching the word of love because you got a lot of Muslims that are being attacked. Paris will be okay. Paris is not in a position where this is going to bring them down. If you want to show solidarity and that's cool, but most of y'all don't even know what the fuck solidarity mean. And according to a lot of Facebook statuses, you don't even know what happened in Paris. I, it's, I seen one person actually change their Facebook status and then ask what happened in Paris. Yeah. Then and when asked about the then then when said, well, why did you change your profile picture? Oh, because I thought it was cool, and it's this and that and the third. But it's like you don't even know what actually happened. So, what's going on? Oh yeah, I seen that. Um, you sent that to me a while the other day. That's crazy. I was just disgusted. Um, by that, I really was disgusted by that. And I had someone on my newsfeed as well who was like, you can tell who's evil by the ones that, that, that didn't change their profile pic <laughs> to the Paris flag. And I was like, really? That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. So because I didn't change my profile pic to a Paris flag, that means I condone death. Right. Like, like, in what universe is that anonymous with death? I didn't change it because I care. 
if you honestly care about people dying in society, then one death, one event should not change your outlook to be an outcry. You should be already outcrying daily. Right. Right. If you really stand for something, you stand for it all the time. So I don't have to stand for it in this moment for you to see that I actually believe in it. I stand for it daily. It I wears it on my skin. Mm-hmm. I treat people with love because I feel like love is the only way you can combat this hate in this world. I so, agree. I agree. Changing your profile picture is bringing no love to anybody because first of all, you're changing your profile picture and then you're arguing with people over Kenya and the Kenya people are arguing with you over Paris and everybody to my praise for Japan. Everybody to my praise for this and pray for that in the third when nobody actually is praying for anybody because you're too busy arguing with each other. Like I know how petty y'all love to be arguing over. You got to pray for this. You got to pray for that. How about everybody just shut the hell up right now? Yeah, a moment of silence. Anybody taking consideration? I said this during nine eleven. Is anybody taking in consideration the people that actually lost their lives, like the family members? Mm-hmm. These family members try to forget this day exists, but y'all want to let it ring on because y'all just want to milk in this moment. Like if I swear to God, if ESPN posts another story about Paris on the screen, like it's low key. Is low key disrespectful because you're not even posting actual stories. You're posting micro clips where people can click to go to your website because you make money off your website. Yeah, and, and you know, um, I just feel like everyone has a story they want to tell. You know, and like what what doesn't make sense is the fact that we're all old enough to know that we've been brainwashed already. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're at that age where you know how they say you're old enough to know between right and wrong? Well, you should know that we're freaking brainwashed already. <laughs> you know? Like, oh. I, I, see what, I see what you're saying. I'm just not, I'm not, okay. Like, I'm getting tired of seeing Muslims being blamed for terrorist attacks that are happening. And then you have people going as far as to say, well, I'm not being racist or anything about it, but all terrorists are Muslims. And that's just what it is. Terrorists are Muslims. So that dude that shot up the church in Charleston, South Carolina, was he a Muslim? Every school shooting from him to Timbuktu, are there Muslims? Because those are classified as domestic terrorists. Like I know the word domestic makes your dumbass brain malfunction. But that just means homegrown terrorists. That means it's a terrorist. They just put another word in front of it. So Muslims, Muslims are black. Muslims are white. Muslims are all walks of life. So how can you just say that a person that didn't shave for a couple of months is the definition of a Muslim? How do you even know that the people in ISIS are actually Muslim? I thought about this. The people in I the people in ISIS can actually be tricking you into thinking they're Muslim to keep the hate that you guys have so wholeheartedly pumped into your brains. So while you're thinking they're Muslim, the people that are actually doing the crime are not even Muslim. It's kind of like, you remember The Wire? Mm-hmm. Of course you remember The Wire. You remember The you remember um the Greek? You remember The Greek? Yeah. Now, remember at the end when The Greek wasn't even really Greek? Mm-hmm. It was a facade that he put forth to trick people? Yeah. That's basically what this is. That's what I feel like. I feel like they're not Muslim because they're first of all they're attacking other they're attacking Muslims. Yeah, humans are exhausting. <laughs> they really are. So recently, Caitlyn Jenner got the award for Woman of the Year from Glamour magazine. Ugh. I don't <laughs> think she should have it. Just point blank, period. Like. What has Caitlyn Jenner done for the transgender community since becoming a, a woman? Nothing. She did this interview and she talked about how she was going to stand up for him. And she's talking about the black, the black transgenders that are being killed. Basically, I guess that's supposed to be her moment to say Black Lives Matter. I don't know. Whatever. I can't stand. I honestly can't stand this woman because you became a woman but still kept your ideals as as a man, as a bigot white man, to be really real with you. I guess if gays want to get married, I guess I'll allow it. That still rings in my head every time somebody talk about Caitlyn Jenner. So this is the person that you want to give woman of the year to, the same person that's discriminating against a class of people that she now identifies with. You are a transgender to this world. 
and you choose to discriminate on somebody but don't want to be discriminated on yourself, I don't feel like you should get this Woman of the Year award. You have done nothing for the women. You have done nothing at all to even be in the likes of the women that have won this award in previous years. All you have done is become a woman and wear dresses and make jokes about how the hardest thing to is for a woman is to find something to wear. Like, get out of here. That's disrespectful to all these women. You got women out here fighting for their causes. They're dying for their causes. They're starving for their causes. And all you're doing is making jokes and going to parties and vasting in the ambiance of everything that comes with being a woman without actually doing anything. You're, I don't know how you managed to go from being one elitist to a next elitist, but you actually accomplished that. You're elitist, and you shouldn't be awarded for this. You should be out here pounding that pavement like you said you're going to be. You're a pilot. As far as being a pilot, you're the politician of the transgenders because you're just selling a whole bunch of bag of goods. Mm. You need a standing ovation for that one. <laughs> like, that's how I feel. Like, I don't. Like I feel like she shouldn't win Women Award Year. It's not because she wasn't born a woman. I don't. I don't care about that. But you know how. I, I you, you become a woman, you become a woman. But all you have done is give a whole bunch of jokes. All you do is dry tears and your actions speak louder than words, but you have no action to show. You cried your tears. You said you was going to do this and you said you are going to do that. You made it socially acceptable for you. It's still transgenders yep. right now getting shot and killed and ridiculed. It's some transgender right now that's sitting home looking at her computer and scared to go to school tomorrow because there's some jackass in that school that's going to fuck with her. And you said you're going to make it socially or something. You said you're going to fight for her and you have yet to fight for her. So that what pisses me off about the whole thing is that you would sit here and accept the war knowing damn well, knowing damn well you shouldn't be accepting this. Knowing damn well you have done nothing for them. If they want to give it to you five years from now, cool. Because I'm going to guess in five years you're going to do something. I'm going to guess five years you're going to do something because of right now, you don't even, you haven't even done nothing. You can't even accept the fact that gay people should be able to get married, but you're going to be woman of the year, woman of the year. Honestly, if I was, if I was the previous woman of the year, I would get my shit back because I wouldn't want to be in the same category with you. You haven't done nothing. Yeah. Just to put it in, in, I don't mean cut you off, but just to put it in perspective, that's like if, Somebody comes to your job and they get hired that day and you've been there 10 years. And by the end of that day, that person is now your boss and basically running the company. That's what Caitlyn Jenner did. You became a woman one day, got praised the next, and now you're woman of the year for simply becoming a woman. Oh. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's, it's brave in this society. It's brave because people ridicule you for stuff, but you're not doing anything you promised. And you got to be called to the carpet for it. Simple to plain. You got to face this music. You need to do what you said you're going to do. And I would constantly remind you every year of how you don't deserve that award. So you step up to the plate and do what you're supposed to be doing. Because there's women out here dying. There's women out here dying. There's women out here starving. There's women out here fighting to be in a position that you are in. This is people that would kill to have the outlet that you have, but you just choose it to crack fucking corny ass jokes. First of all, get some better jokes. If you can keep on telling jokes, get better jokes. I thought you were supposed to become a. I thought you were supposed to be an activist, a feminist. You're like a bad. You're like a too big comedian right now. You're a joke. Mm. I was happy for you. That what pisses me off the most. I was happy for you, like. Somebody living their truth. You came out. You fought it. You said fuck you to everybody. I imagine they have to be really hard to go from being a white male in America to a woman, a transgender woman in that. But nope, you have done nothing to uplift the souls in the society. You're just accepting the praise. You're accepting the praise while these women are in the background getting their ass beat every day. It's kind of like how, well, mostly I don't watch Game of Thrones, but in Game of Thrones, the king and queen sit in the castle while the fucking peasants sit in the streets you're accepting these awards and you're smiling while people are dying. Mm. Just wishing to be free. Yeah. And I wonder if she looks in the mirror and reflects on Bruce Jenner and, you know, 
is Bruce Jenner proud of Caitlyn? No. She's Bruce Jenner proud of anything. That when he was Bruce, when she was Bruce, she ain't had no backbone. Now she still don't got no backbone. Like grow a backbone. You're gonna do something, do something. Because right now it seems like you just robbing the cradle to feel socially accepted. It's like you just told all this shit for people can accept you and get behind you and make you feel like you're proud. You haven't done shit. Nope. If you buck boy. <laughs> like you haven't done. You haven't done absolutely nothing, but you singing, but people singing your praises. Tell about some, you should be woman of the year. You deserve woman of the year. How? How? But compared to what? I've done more for women than you have done. Mm. Fuck out of here. Clown? Honestly, clown. What can we do? There's nothing we could do but sit back and watch this. <laughs> it's like the world is crumbling before us and we're just watching it. Because there's that nothing we can like do. Moving on. So, did you watch the Today Show this morning? Mm, no. <laughs> I mean, it don't feel bad. I don't watch that. I don't watch it either. But <laughs> apparently, on the Today Show, Charlie Sheen came out and he said that he's HIV positive. Oh, Mr. We're winning! <laughs> winning! Tiger blood! And the funny thing about it is, people seem to not be like, condemning him about it or even saying anything remotely bad about it which brings me to this point of what the fuck is going on with society yeah i <laughs> i think um i think this is crazy right so i think that they're hypothetically this is my theory i think that they are um a little they feel a little safer because doctors came up with medicine that can kind of suppress it and maybe that's why i don't know i don't think it's cool but okay <laughs> that's what it seems like right it seems like oh we got we got cures for these diseases and all this other stuff or we can suppress it so you know what we're gonna do we're just gonna be socially okay with people having aids and all this hiv oh if you're born with it if you're born with it then i i feel for you but if you catch it then i have it's only so much I can care about you at that point because we have ads. World AIDS Day is coming up on December 1st. It's so much information out here for you to be safe, but yet you chose to just throw caution into the wind and stick your dick into anything that moves. You're a billionaire. I keep on calling everybody billionaires and they're millionaires. Should you a billionaire to me if you're a millionaire? You're a millionaire, so condoms are cheap to you. How you can't buy a condom? How are you so reckless with your life? How are you living life with this disabandonment? He said he had it for years. He said he had it for years so far. Four years, I think. Four years. Now, so that means you have had HIV for four years. You you have had sex with some people. I think he said that um I'm um I watched some of the interview and I I can't I can't like, you know, like somebody will say something you don't know right not there, but they're saying it wrong. They're saying it out of turn. Because he said two people knew, he said two people knew about it. Two people knew he had HIV and he still had, and they still had unprotected sex with him. <gasps> like, I'm hoping, I, I'm hoping he said that shit wrong. He started talking about the doctor told him or some shit. I don't know what the hell's going on, but all I know is, so not only do you have HIV for four years, now you're out here fucking people knowing you have HIV and people are fucking you knowing you got HIV? Man, is, I am not here for making diseases cool. Yeah, my heart hurts. Playing, having HIV is not something to strive for. You should not wake up in the morning and want HIV. And I pray nobody catches HIV. But stop sticking your dick and stuff raw stop sticking your dick in everything to begin with but then you're sticking your dick in it raw like you don't care about your life so why should i care so much about it i'm trying like i'm trying hard to say something nice and everybody else kissing your ass oh i'm gonna pray people love so i'm gonna pray for you i'm gonna pray for you have to be the most overly used never actually done thing that people say like a lot of people, like people, people oh 
your, your house about to get foreclosed on. I got some, I got some money to decide, but I'm gonna pray for you though. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let you borrow no money. I'm just gonna let your house get foreclosed on. I'm gonna pray for you. What the, huh? God put you in this person's life. This is totally random. God put you in this person's life, maybe for you to let them borrow that money. Maybe they felt like they can tell you because they felt comfortable enough telling you, knowing that you might help. God put you in a position to be there for that person, for you to loan the money, but you're going to pray for them. The hell? What the hell praying going to do for them in their house foreclosing? <laughs> the bank going to bank go good bankrupt and they, they let you have a free house. That's what you think will happen? But anyway. There's a miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle. We're just going to randomly let you have this house. But yeah, um, back to Charlotte Sheen. You 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 living your life with total disregard for your health. So I have no feelings about you catching HIV. I'm I'm sad it happened, but what the hell? Let this be let this be a lesson to everybody. Do not have unprotected sex. Wrap that shit up. Get tested. Get tested at all. <laughs> don't chill out. Don't don't listen to her. Y'all have y'all fun. Don't listen to her. Y'all have y'all fun. <laughs> That's gonna be me with Janon Jacob. No, like, no, we don't been over this. We don't been over this. You're not corrupting my homies. You can corrupt. You can corrupt Princess Janelle. Janelle, my princess, and all. You can corrupt her. She can have sex ever. Mark, no, I'm, I'm so serious. They're I'm so be, serious. We're gonna be watching every video about STDs. They're going to be watching the birthing, how a woman gives birth, and I'm going to sit right there with them. <laughs> I'm not letting you let Jacob. I'm talking to Jacob about this. Me and Jacob will have a long discussion. <laughs> and then you're not going to be a part of this because you're a woman. You women folk be trying to. You, my mom once told me that if I watch the porno, then my dick will fall off. So yeah. I'm not Lenny. Then then she told me if I look at if I look at a naked woman too long that I'm gonna go blind. So I'm not letting you chill, you women folk. You women folk <laughs> would not be your women folk would not be messing up my homie's mind. You know, my grandmother scarred me for life when I well not for life, obviously, but she <laughs> was like when I was younger, she was like, if you look at a boy, you're thinking are we gonna sew it. We're gonna sew it all the way up. Oh, oh, my. Grandma, <laughs> I was no. having nightmares. I was like, how do you pee? <laughs> Grandma, no, bro. That's yo. I'm buying Janelle chastity belt. <laughs> iron pad, the iron pad, no man getting through edition. Three lap, three pad locks. <laughs> I'm scanning off all boyfriends. They can come to the door. Hey, I'm here to take Janelle and date. Well, you take a her too. You take on a date. You you take nobody. We mean you going on a date. <laughs> oh man, like bad boys. <laughs> you thirty. <laughs> you, ever, you ever had sex with a man? No. <laughs> you want to? <laughs> Come to the door with a shotgun in my hand. What's up, bro? What you? Who else? Who you looking for? You looking for Jacob? Oh my goodness. It is such a scary thought. I'm not even playing. Like people already wishing and, and speaking into the universe. Like, you know, you're going to be an early grandma and stuff yeah. like that because my children, because my son is handsome and my daughter's pretty. Really? Why what would you guys wish that on me? That's what kind of sick stuff is people out here doing? Right. What? And I, that's not cute. I, I, I'm offended. My joke. My I, I I hope Janelle get married to a nice young man. Well, I hope she does. But I'm not out here hoping that she get knocked up and grandparents at 35. Like chill out, bro. What kind of sick world yeah. we living in? Cause your yeah. your son's ha- so cause your son's handsome to me. He'll be out here living that child machine like just sticking and digging everything, getting pregnant. Oh God, no. <laughs> Jacob would not be sticking his pee to weeder in everything that moves. He was like, they were like, um, what did they say? One one person asked me if he was 16 and he got a, you know, brought a girl home pregnant, what would you do? And why I was why are you playing these games? Right. I said, I rebuke you. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are we why are we playing these games? Why 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 are we playing? First of all, Jacob ain't bringing a 16-year-old home pregnant. 
Oh God, no, please no. Good Lord. Good Lord. Why they playing these why they gotta play these games? Why are we playing these games? Why we why why? Why this game gotta be played? I know. Uh, why he can't be, why, he can't be, why he can't be 16, he bring home awards. He gotta be 16 and pregnant for this ain't MTV. I would right. die when I'm pregnant at 16. I'm kill myself. I'm kill myself. I like too much. I'm kill myself. <laughs> Not the Jared. Not the Jared. <laughs> Not the Jared. But seriously, I, oh no, this ain't no, this ain't no MTV show. No. You just tell it. I'll be going Shoot. crazy. <laughs> you go, no, nah, bro. <laughs> I'll be speaking in all kinds of languages. They be like, your mom's too psycho. I'm out. <laughs> Exactly. Ain't no this nah bruh. Don't don't even put that in the universe. We we taking that out there. We snatching it out the universe. Well, I'm not even gonna buy a basement. <laughs> oh, I mean God. I mean buy a house with a basement in it. I'm not getting that. Yeah. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, no, no. Well the story is we're a freaking condom. They didn't hear you. Can you say it again? Wear a condom. I know somebody oh. told me, "Oh, you should wear two. Don't wear two. Don't wear two. That's stupid." I never, I never tried that. I never tried two condoms. By the way, I got to the disclaimer. I, the the simple fact that somebody said that was like, I was like, "Oh, that sounds stupid. I'm not gonna try that. I didn't. I never tried that. So don't try to just just wear a condom. <laughs> just wear a condom." Good Lord, man, because because they're actually making it socially acceptable to have HIV now. Like, it's just a cool thing. Just like Amber Rose got people wanting to be socially acceptable being a baddie. No, that's the homie. That's the homie. But, bruh, when I read the... Read, read, read her quote. Read her quote from the, from the Time magazine. Oh, okay. It's... um. As women, we're fortunate enough to use our seductive skills in order to be able to get money from our significant others. I also talk about seduction in the book. A lot of women don't know how to seduce a man. It is extremely easy once you get to that point. And you can get anything you want out of them. And I know it might sound messed up, but once you get to that point, it's not using. It's not using a man. It's literally getting what you want by any means necessary. Really? Oh, God. <laughs> by the way, this is from Amber Rose's. Again, I don't... I, I, I have to stress this enough. I don't call girls to be word. This is from Amber Rose's book, How to Be a Bad Bitch. It's out right now. I guess if you want to buy it. Are don't, you promoting? Don't buy this book. Don't buy this book. You had to hit it. You must have heard what I said after that. I said, don't buy this book. <laughs> no, don't. It's out now, but don't buy. Man, I love Amber Rose. Is she cool? She the homie. But, but no. <laughs> You basically just said be a gold digger and use use what you got to get what you want. You ever seen a player club? <laughs> you ain't gonna have that body mm-hmm. forever. Not all men are that stupid that we can't recognize when a woman is using us. Secondly, right. secondly, what you're gonna end up with is a dude that know you're using him, and then he's gonna cut you off one day. Mm-hmm. The thing about using somebody is you never develop a healthy relationship with this person and you never develop a relationship with yourself as in you never realize what you can be in life because you know you can just get this bank. You just got a sugar daddy he giving you money so you don't know how to work for money. So when he cuts you off, you don't have no savings. You don't got no right. savings. You got that faucet. That faucet is always running for you. But when, he, <laughs> when, he, when he realize it, it he well, he's not gonna realize he's just gonna move on to that's the thing about being a user is that if you're a user, he's gonna find him a quote unquote another bad bitch to go to once you get old. So you're setting yourself up for failure off the bat. You you basically setting yourself mm-hmm. up on a time clock that's going to eventually run out super fast. So when you find him another one, you will be screwed. And you shouldn't be out here telling women again, women are out here fighting. To be equals, and you out here sending them back a million years. Here's what you got to get what you want. What? I'm, that is terrible. That sounds bad. 
you just kick them in the ass. You just kick them in the face by saying these statements. Yeah, there that's happening a lot lately with, with these public figures, right? They're just like contradicting themselves over and over and over letting again. You letting you down. She really said, and I quote, is literally getting what you want by any means necessary. And I know it might sound messed up, but once you get to that point, it's not using. It's not using a man. It's literally getting what you want by any means necessary. Oh my God. But you know, you know, by this pattern, people should know, especially young people should know by now that this isn't what you look up to anymore. They don't, you, they don't know no better. I know. When you're young, that's the problem. When you're young, you're impressionable. So if you're young and you have this thought that, oh, I can sleep with this man. He give me money and it's okay. If people like, no, that's fucked up. You shouldn't do that. If you find an older person like Amber Rose is basically saying, use what you got to get what you want. You don't know. You're going to not feel like it's not bad anymore because this older person because to you, older means wiser. So this older person is doing the same thing I'm doing. So I must be ahead of the game. So I feel no pressure or I feel no, I feel no remorse about it anymore because I'm doing what she doing. Look what she at. She on TV. She on Instagram. Because, you know, Instagram is how you measure success in life nowadays. It's sarcasm, by the way. She's on Instagram. All those followers selling fit tea and waist trainers. She's famous. I'm going to be like her. Fucking crazy, man. Oh, I feel like we need a moment of silence for real, just for everybody. Like, it, this is something to really cry about. Like, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm laughing. It's not even funny. But this is nuts. This is seriously nuts, man. Like, I don't, like, I thought I ain't had no words for Paris. I don't have no words for this because it's sickening. You want to get into Ben Carson? I'm always ready for Ben Carson, baby. Okay, good. Okay. So, my favorite part of the podcast, talking about politics. (laughs) Not really talking about politics, just talking shit about these stupid-ass politicians. So, (laughs) Ben Carson, he's been telling everybody, that he got into West Point, they accepted him and all this other stuff, and he didn't go, blah, blah, blah. I come to find out West Point never offered him anything. Oh. Why is Ben Carlson always out here lying? Like, why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh, my God. Ben Carlson be lying. But seriously, like, Ben Carlson always... Man, you can we can both be looking at the sky and I could be like, man, the sky is really blue today. Ben Carson actually will probably sit there and convince you that the sky is green and try so hard to convince you. Like I'm still stuck on the fact that you was at a Popeye's chicken or churches at <laughs> churches. You was at a church, that's a you blacker. You was at a church's chicken. And when the dude came in to rob the place, you told him not to rob you to rob the cash register. Ben Carson, I, I, I'm never going to believe that story, just like I'm never going to believe anything else you say. Like, did you, are you really a surgeon at this point? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you really, like, are you really a surgeon, my man? Like, are you seriously a surgeon? Mm-hmm. Then, then, then to move on to the next fool, Donald Trump, I'm just going to say this one thing about Donald Trump, because I'm always in his grill. Donald Trump always talking about building these borders. Your wife is from, like, Yugoslavia. So you're building borders that potentially keep your daughter, keep your wife, would have kept your wife out. Think about that for a minute. Now, to my favorite, oh, my favorite, my favorite, my favorite. I love, I love me some George Bush and Judd Bush. I love the Bush family. I would love to have, I seriously would love to have dinner with the Bush family. Like, just like a raw, uncut dinner. Because Judge Bush, by the, I thought George Bush was stupid. I thought George W. Bush was stupid. Man, <laughs> he tastes the damn, he got to be the stupidest in the family. Judge oh, Bush was recently asked, 
if you could, would you kill baby Hitler? This motherfucker didn't even pause. He hopped up. <laughs> Hell yeah, I killed baby Hitler. You gotta, you just gotta step up. You just gotta step up and kill baby Hitler. First of all, Mr. Man, you you running for president? You by killing babies? You supposed to? Be, I thought the campaign trail was by kissing babies and shaking hands. You killing? You killing babies and breaking hands, boy? <laughs> the only the only way I'm voting for you now is if you get up at the next next them next Republican debate and when they ask you a question, I want you to look into the camera and go, "I'm gonna tell you it like George Bush told me." Like, don't even complete the sentence. Just walk off. Or matter of fact, no, just stand there. You'd be like, huh? I'm going to tell you like George Bush told me. Like, if everybody don't know what I'm referencing, it's the Kanye West line from um Go Hard. When you'd be like, I'm going to tell you like George Bush told me, fuck y'all niggas, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, you got, I, w- I swear to God, I would I would register as a, because you have to register as a Republican to vote for who's going to be, who's going to run for Republican president. I will register as a Republican the second you do it, and I will actually campaign. The whole podcast will campaign for you to become president of the United States of America. And you stand up and just say, I'm going to tell you like George Bush told me. You only got to complete the Senate. And the great part about like Ben Carlson. Oh, oh, shit. I forgot about you, Ben Carlson. Ben Carlson actually put out a radio ad where um, this one young man is rapping. <clears throat> He's rapping, and it's like the most corniest shit you have ever heard in your life. Oh, like, 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 like Vic First of all, your demographic is not is not that, bro. Like the people that listen to rap music is not your demographic. You you might have singly pissed off your demographic while trying to get the other demographic that are now laughing at you. Like, like just for our amusement, you actually went that far. Cause nobody, no, I'm gonna put it on the table. No, black people, them black people, them hip hop black people ain't gonna vote for you. You thought it was cool, and you thought you were gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna bring them in. No, your demographic is middle aged America. I hate pants sagging. I hate loud music. Ooh, them they just like to dance everywhere now. Type people. That was your demographic, and you fucked it up. Judge Bush <laughs> fucked his up. Cause I'm trying to figure out why you killing baby Hitler. Baby Hitler was taught hate. He didn't. He didn't start out killing baby Hitler. It's not gonna stop the fuck. Stop any of the crime and them. The cops stopped anything that happened today. I don't really feel like it would. Because if Hitler didn't step up, another dumbass would have stepped up. So what you gonna do? Just in the you just in the, you just in the hospital killing all the babies now. Oh. You just murdering all these motherfucking babies. Everybody, all the babies dead. They're killing motherfuckers. <laughs> how you know which one is Hitler? So you just sit there. You baby Hitler? You baby Hitler. You, your ass look mean. You look mean. So you just sit there stabbing motherfuckers. Like, what process are you actually going through? What's going through your mind at the time that you just like, yeah, I'm going to tell these motherfuckers. I'm gonna kill. When they ask you that question, you should have been like, no, I'm not going to kill no baby. <laughs> You hopped up to it. Hell yeah. Not even yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going to kill baby Hitler. You just got to step up. You just got to step up. I fucking love the Bush family, man. Because their stupidity never ceases to amaze me. Like, you just got to step up. You just got to step up. Oh, my God. I'm going to kill. He said, I'm going to ba- oh, kill baby Hitler. Huh. It's not, hopefully, baby Hitler would go on to learn that hate is not right. It's not, I would change the school systems over there. I'm just killing baby Hitler. Fuck that. No chance is taken. <laughs> what are you going to do? What the fuck are you going to do? I was about the rest of the shit. Like, would you, would you, like, so Christopher, killing baby Hitler, going to take back Christopher Columbus and all these other motherfuckers that have been raping and pillaging people since the beginning of time? Eating groceries and shit. <laughs> no, did you hear that biblical fox be eating groceries? I heard. <laughs> I don't know how. To, like, I thought about this for a minute, and I was talking to my friend about this. <laughs> I'm not letting no girl eat my ass, man. That's gross. 
And this is like of all the things you can do, you just gonna let somebody eat your. Oh my god! I always, oh my god! Like I always say this about people that do anal. It's like of all the places for you to stick your dick on a woman, you chose her ass. <laughs> it's a part right almost by the ass where it got more cushion for the pushing, but you're gonna stick it in a raw ass. Do <laughs> you out here eat ass? Oh my god. Christopher Columbus Club. Oh my god. I guess since we talk about it, fuck it. So Trick Daddy was on the Breakfast Club and he was and um, you know, Trick Daddy, he um he's part of the eat a booty game. I don't know why. And this motherfucker gonna go, I had to retire from Eat a Booty Game because I seen this video on Facebook. Now I I've been on Facebook a lot of times and I have never seen no video like this, but I guess Trick Daddy you got this exclusive freaky dicky Facebook. So he goes on there and he says that the video starts off with this dreadhead. He say he come in and dreadhead um takes his jury off and he said it's a big he says a big boy in there. He said he's like four hundred pounds. He said, I'm like, what's going on in this video? He's about to rob him. And he says, the dreadhead, he takes off the jury, he puts down his gun, and he 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 swings his hair. You know, like when you getting out the water, them dreadheads, they swing the hair. He, yep. said, he said he swung his hair and then he put it into a ponytail and caught it and put it into a ponytail. And then he started, he said, I'm not gonna use the words he used. I'm gonna paraphrase because I'm not calling nobody that. He said he started eating the big one booty. <laughs> he said I had to retire. He said the eat a booty gang is retired. He said I just retired it. Trick Daddy. Trick Daddy is funny as shit. Oh my god. Like the Breakfast Club interview with Trick Daddy is like the most replayable episode in the history of life. He was like, man, I, I can't eat nobody's ass after saying that. You shouldn't be eating nobody's ass, period, bruh. <laughs> but it took you to see a 400-pound man get his ass ate by some thug for you to, oh, my God, he said, the eating booty gang is dead. I just can't do it no more. And then his, his artists on there trying to sell race trainers. Like, bro, nobody ain't trying to buy those. I hate those people. Ain't nobody trying to buy that. Right. Get out of here. Get your, get your real business. I got me a business. What you do? I sell race trainers. But you get, girl. <laughs> if you don't get your like girl, you don't get the hell on. <laughs> like man, these people, people out here would do anything for the fame. They would do anything to say they own a business. What you own a business? I sell clothes on Instagram. Like you promote your website that sells clothes on Instagram. No, I sell the clothes on Instagram. <laughs> you, get your, you, sell, you selling clothes out your closet. Sometimes you got a business. Get the hell out of here. You and that's disrespectful to us real business owners. <laughs> gotta start somewhere, huh? <laughs> you gotta start some man. You better start. You better I'm about to say you better eat a booty gang. I better, nah, don't, don't eat booty, please. Nobody eat nobody booty. Good lord, they're just nasty. They'll come out of booties. Shit. That's funny. He's a nasty. <laughs> it's so nasty. Like it's just so. Oh God. Oh, but I don't treat that. You need a new Facebook, bro. I don't know the hell you be seeing. I've never, I've never seen no sexual acts on Facebook ever. Like I don't seen a lot of fucked up shit on Facebook, but I've never seen nobody eating nobody ass. You spoke it now. Now people are gonna start doing it. Oh God! Please don't tag us in, man. This one dude tagged us. People should be tagging us and stuff on Instagram. Don't tag me in that. Don't tag me in that video. We don't need. To, I don't want to see that. I, I I check the Instagram, so don't tag me in that shit. I ain't trying to see it. I ain't trying to see it. I ain't trying to see it. You want to get to the awkward mail? Yes, awkward mail. <laughs> awkward mail. Sponsored by Eat a Booty Gang. Eating booties since Christopher Columbus was selling that ocean. Okay. This one comes to us from a girl in Brooklyn. 
Okay, I need your help. I recently met the man of my dreams. He treats me right, doesn't cheat, very affectionate, and the sex is the best I ever had. Recently, he revealed to me that he does some illegal activity on the side from his full-time job. I knew he smoked a little weed, which doesn't bother me, but never knew he was into selling drugs. I feel so confused. On one hand, I have tried to explain to him how I'm not okay with it and how selling drugs will ruin your life. But on the other hand, I feel like I have finally met the love of my life. I've been waiting 30 years to find a man that tr- that treats me the way he does. He says he loves me and won't stop, but he doesn't plan on doing it forever. He just wants a little cushion for his future. I don't want him to ruin his life, but I don't want to lose the man he fell in love with either. What do I do? We have been dating seven months, and I'm just finding out about this. Okay, um, I'll just do it. <laughs> no. I feel like you got some more to say than me. Brooklyn! <laughs> Rewind. First <laughs> off, of course he's going to be doing all the things you want in a man, because you probably told him what you want in a man so he portrayed that persona and then um needs you to stay by his side because nobody else is gonna fall for that shit (laughs) so um i need you to really 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 actually read the mail to yourself that you sent to us again because in that mail, you basically said you never knew that he was drug dealing. Well, now you know. So um, instead of worrying about him ruining his life, because let's be clear about something. We cannot be people's saviors. If they are not willing to change and do things the right way or whatever, then they're not going to do it. So stop trying to play hero. Not going to work. He's going to drag you down. You're not worried about, um, you know, possibly going to jail with him because you know that if he gets caught and you're with him, then you're considered an accessory and both of y'all shit out of luck in jail. <laughs> So so like please women please they tell you who they are from the get-go believe it this is that book gonna be he gonna be in jail bubba you gonna be in jail with (laughs) rena the baddest but anyway but seriously um He's not making enough for him to be able to get a cushion in life because in order for him to get a cushion in life, he has to be selling 50 metric tons. He has to be moving that work like Pablo, like Pablo Escobar. And I imagine he's not moving it at that rate if it's on his side. So he's basically risking your life for $300 because this is one thing about this drug game nowadays. We're going back to Trick Daddy. Trick Daddy said that when he was selling drugs that it was if you had a problem with the drug dealer, you had a problem with the drug dealer. It was no killing of the families. It was no taking it out on the families. But nowadays, people are savages. They will kill you, your mother, the daddy, the dog. They will kill everybody in your house over a dime bag. So now you're gonna risk your life over some fucking drugs. You only met this man. You only met this man for seven months. Obviously, he's not the man of your dreams if he's selling drugs. That's nobody's man of their dream. Like. Oh, he does this and he does that. Like she's saying, like like Lady Good Dive was saying, he does that because he has a deficiency. Most of the time, people do all that is because they got a small dick. But in this case, this man is selling drugs. So he want, of course, the man that's selling drugs wants you to love him. He's selling drugs. You think you think he's gonna treat you like shit and be selling drugs? Like that's not the way it works. Like, I just want you to know, like she said. You get he get caught by the cops. The cops taking everybody to jail. Ain't no oh I didn't know. The cops don't give no fuck about you. you didn't know. You knew enough to be in that car. 
He putting right. your life at risk. He putting his life at risk over little dollars. And probably, and probably ain't doing nothing but making like three hundred dollars extra a month. So three hundred. So your freedom is worth three hundred dollars. Yeah, and and if anything, seven months is early enough for you to okay. cry, for you to cry for like a month and just get over it rather than investing more time into it and then losing yourself in the process and then crying over where did I go? Like, I, I need y'all to wake up. <laughs> you shouldn't even have to cry over this. Be a drug dealer. I'm like, right. But that's not what I'm talking about. Cause you know how women are emotional and they base their decisions off of emotion and okay. But that's the thing, like, she's not focusing, like she's say, stating in the letter, she's not so much focused on the drug dealing part, she's more focused on finding the man of her dreams after 30 years. You know, I feel for you as far as that goes, but don't don't risk your life for, for a one-nighter. Like, seven months is considered a one-nighter, seriously. You gonna be out here going to jail for some dude. You just you just basically met him. You barely know his favorite color is. You don't even know what this man. You don't even know what this man does in the summertime. <laughs> Dang, yeah. you haven't been this man a full year. Right. I got. I got, you gotta, I got relationships <laughs> with socks longer than this. Ooh, that's like a freaking sock. I have socks longer than this. You gotta, you gotta fill them out through the seasons, you know, yeah. just like seasons change. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even broke your relationship in yet, right? That bet could be so because the sex is so great that you just really, you just he risking his he risking his freedom for three hundred dollars, and you risking your freedom for an orgasm. Hmm. Shit, you gonna be getting them orgasm. You you gonna be getting some orgasm. You gonna I don't know right now you gonna want them, but. Yeah, you play play with it, play with your life you want to. Women jail seem easy, but I imagine it's not. You still gonna be in jail. You gonna be getting violated, but you gonna be in jail. Whew. Jesus. Moving on to the next mail. We got two today because we just we just ballerific like that. <laughs> this one is lost in college. Oh God! <laughs> Please don't tell me you ate that. I'm, Oh my god, I'm just gonna assume they say what everybody about to say before they even say shit now. But <clears throat> I'm soon to be a graduate from college and I have a problem with letting people use me. Whoa, whether it's a guy in a relationship or a friend needing a ride, I for some reason don't have the high self esteem and I have a real problem noticing when a person generally needs something or when they're asking because they know I'm nice and I will most likely say yes. I also don't want to come off like a bitch. How can I feel better about myself and how can I say no without feeling guilty? I suffer from I suffer from a low self-esteem. Uh, nah. Mm, no self-esteem. I got that Kanye self-esteem. I love me. No, I'm just saying. Love me like Kanye love itself. Anyway. No, but like seriously, I'm on a serious note. I, I I have been in your position where I felt like I was letting my friends down if I told them no, and that eventually became a problem. It became hazardous to my health because I'm out here trying to do things for people that I think are my friends when they're really not your friends. So when it came down to it, you just got to learn how to say no because people will use that to their advantage. Like for you, you probably ask people every blue moon for something because you know just like I know that everybody is busy and they got their own problems to worry about. So you only come to your friends when it must be something that you need, when you just got to have it. Like you just you basically, you're going to die without it or you're going to be fucked up. You're basically going to be fucked up. So you come with them with your problems when it's just got, when it's dire. So when they bring you their problems, you feel the same way about their problems when in actuality, the problem just arised two minutes ago. They didn't even think of a solution. They bring, they coming to you with the solution, thinking that you got the solution. They're basically trying to use you up dry and just leave you hanging. Yeah, um, I agree. I are, are you finished? Those your words. I'm your words. No, you're good. Okay, so 
I can relate to you because uh, I was there. You know, I, I didn't know how to say no. And anytime somebody asked something, I was like the first one, you know, playing that hero or whatever. And at first, you know, it came from the heart or whatever. And then it became like, what the hell in my head? But I still went on and did it. Um, the only thing I can tell you is time. Time will teach you to, you know, when you're going to um, finally say enough is enough. Because everybody has a limit and yours will come soon. Otherwise, because it's hard for you to speak up, you're not going to... You're not going to do it right now. You're just not. I've, I've been there. <laughs> but the time will come and you'll you'll eventually say no. And then you'll see who really is your true friend and who isn't um, as well. So just look out for it. <laughs> <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yep. Just, just practice saying no in the mirror. But. Yep. That's you. <laughs> That is the Aqua Minority Podcast for this week. We would like to thank you guys for tuning in. It went completely random today, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. Shout out to Trick Daddy, because I am still laughing in my head from that interview. But we're going to get up out of here, and we hope you guys enjoyed the rest of your day. And we will see you next week. Peace. Bye.